Welcome to the Rock of Bay County, Florida, where our vision is to be a multi-generational gathering, moving as one body to bring the glory of Yahweh to this beautiful county and to all the earth. We hope you are encouraged and blessed as you listen to this message. You know, just thinking about this, this day and what happened here and what is happening, I, I just keep, I said something about breaking the box and I just, I realized Never do I ever want to give an excuse for somebody, ever. I want, sometimes when there's something that comes in your heart, you know, we have the tendency to try to explain or apologize for something. And I, I just, I want to encourage you is really what I'm doing is if there's, if there is something in you that you see an expression like this and it's just, it tastes a little bit wild, understand that that is exactly right. And if there's something about it that kind of offends you or kind of makes you irritated, understand that that's some of the religion that's still in there. And it's weird because we've walked through a time where Apostle Ball and and everybody else has brought, we've gone through religion. But there is in this day what I call kingdom religion. There's, there's There's a complacency. There's a hometown type of deal. There's an entitlement mentality. And it's as sons, we respond to the move of Holy Spirit, period. So it doesn't look like it always has. All of a sudden, there's people dancing, and you're like, God, we're going to do this. That is who you, that is who you are. Okay, that is who you are. We got it. He's a way maker. But you understand that, that sometimes when you feel that, it's time to lean into it. The, 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 when, the, when the box was broken, the, the religious people were offended for Yeshua. And, and we, we put ourselves in a place of saying, that would never be me. And it's not condemnation. It's, it's, a, it's awareness. It's waking up to the opportunity that's been presented. And it's not, it's not because, like I've said this <clears throat> last week, um, which let me say about last week, I want to apologize to you, to anybody that I apologize to this week. I, uh, <laughs> I, I felt awful last week. Praise Yahweh, I'm feeling great this morning. Um, but I felt awful last week. In fact, I, I went out a couple times because my boys were being crazy, but I also went out because I genuinely felt like I leaned over to Eva and I said, I feel like I'm going to throw up right now. So I left and I apologize. I probably shouldn't say this. You're like, yeah, I'm feeling a little bit sick today. It's your fault. Um, but, you know, Eva has told me later that week, she said, I, 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 when you went back there and said that you were feeling so sick and you had to leave, um, I just started to pray to Yahweh that the word in your spirit would be released that he would make you start to feel better and you'd be able to to release this word and I never felt better throughout the whole time speaking up here and Eva uh, felt Holy Spirit kind of speak to her and say sometimes I put people in a situation in a vibe so to speak in a in a in a state to intentionally deliver something out of their spirit which is such wisdom and, and, and oftentimes we try to make excuses for or explain something that's genuinely unexplainable. Either he's the way maker, either he's got it all, or he doesn't. There's not an in-between, like he messed up today. And so, I, so I, one thing Holy Spirit doesn't ever need me to do is apologize for him. 
And, and I have subjected myself, I've said this, I've made this de- declaration, and even more so today than ever, that I'm subjecting myself and the words that come out of me in this family to Holy Spirit. <clears throat> and that's going to get wild. And it's been getting wild. But it's not because we're trying to make things get wild. Again, I said that what I was saying last week is things are going to get strange, but it's not unto things getting strange. And, and names are going to be changed, but it's not unto your name being changed. And there's not a formula or a guidebook of how this is going to look or how we should do things or, or anything else. And if you're not feeling this, then you're not getting it. I'm just saying that today, if some move like this offends you or irritates you in any kind of way, lean into that and ask Holy Spirit to say, I know I'm offended. So there's something within me. Maybe there's an endurance that needs to be built up within me. And understand that it's a work in, pro- in process, right? So you don't have to have it all, feel, all the feels and everything else right now. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't have to have hit you right now. There's just the leaning in and saying, I honor this moment. And Yahweh, help me to break my box in a, in a, to a degree that I'm not the one offended. I'm offending those around me. And the reason we move forward the reason we move forward isn't so we get closer to the musicians and blow our ears out even more. It's not that we're just honoring them or doing anything like that. It's when I get up here, and I love sitting up here, to be honest with you. I love being up here, and I know most people it terrifies, but I love being up front because I ain't got to look at anybody. I really don't. And there's, there's, there's a little bit more of an ease of going, I might look weird, but I don't care. You know, and there's, and there's something to me about even proximity to, to, to what's happening. Someone else is swirling, Ben's up here swirling, Henry's going off on a work, whatever it might be, get, like physically, I feel like there's something about getting close. There, there's an expression of getting close, that there's a frequency swirling around them that I want getting on me. Remember, we talked about the flame, and, and the same flame, the same flame can either be put out by the wind if it's as small as a match, or if it's a little bit bigger, that same breath, that same wind starts to stoke that flame. And it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And so we need to not be afraid of if there's a flame going and I don't feel a flame. You understand that there is opportunity, there is permission for us to lean into something. And it's not because we danced that something was successful this week. It's that we honored the move. If he's in a place of telling us to shh, if he's in a place of telling us to teach or to deliver something, that, that that's what we honor in that moment. It just seems to be that worship through music can be one of the more difficult things to truly express. Like, it, it puts you in a weird place to say, like, I don't quite feel this beat. I can't quite do this. My joints are a little achy and I look a little bit weird and I'm doing stuff until you see Frank doing this. You know what I'm saying? Until you remember that we're not going to enter in the kingdom unless we receive it like a child. And what's that mean? That we receive it as if it's fresh and new and that we've never tasted it before. I've never seen Ben do the bird flying thing. or I've never seen Ben swirl like he does. I've never seen Ben rhyme like he does. If you come in there with that same tenderness, you'll understand what it is that he's doing. 
There's, a, there's such freedom and opportunity in someone that can o- openly break their box, openly say, today is the day that I just rejoice, and, and it doesn't matter what kind of fear I walked in here with, it doesn't matter what kind of stress I walked in here with, we're in the Father's house, and in the Father's house, there is no room for shame or anything else that you carry. So when you see someone walking in that, and you start, so you start to go, man, I don't quite feel that, I'm still thinking about this next week or what I have or what I went through and stuff and you, and you carry those things in. You've got to get around somebody. That's right. You've got to get around somebody that's going to break those chains for you. And you, and you want to, it, it, does, it doesn't happen, hear me, it doesn't happen in the, in the hidden place. So it's the tough thing. It's, it, it, you're, you're not joined to a church, you're, do, you're joined to a tribe. You're joined to a family, and there's permission and release in that that you wouldn't have just going into a church. You can get a good word, and there's nothing wrong. I'm saying this right now. Like, I, I, I constantly pray for, and you've heard me do it up here. I constantly pray for the church. I have nothing against anybody that is bringing the word of Yahweh and trying to advance the kingdom in the revelation that they have. That's their family. That's their thing. That's how they do it. But here, there's a different... Uh, there, there's a different anointing, there's a different walk, there's a different opportunity that Yahweh's invited us into, and I honestly am humbled and so excited to be a part of this tribe, but we have to come to a place that we respond accordingly, right? Like, we have to respond to what we've been given. It's never, 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 ever fun to give someone a gift that you really, 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 really are excited about giving them. And you give it to them, and they're like, thanks. <laughs> and I just feel like we've been given such a gift, such an opportunity in this family to come in here and be filled with something that's not just for us. <clears throat> and I just, I, I really, I hear that this week of the, of the cage. Don't bring your yesterday's cage into today's freedom. Let's, uh, we're going to open our Bibles to Luke 15. I've, I've been reading something that I've read here. You've read a million times. I've spoken out of. I, and I don't really know, honestly, where we're going to go with it. It might just be reading it. I'm reading it out of the Passion Translation, which to me has so much more depth to it. Um, but there's just something, that, there's something about it. There's something about this story that just has, this week has made me come alive again. And I've read it and read it and read it and read it. And it, it's just changing in me. And you need to know that that's what's great about a new day. Apostle Damon came and announced there being a new day. In some ways, we walked in a new day, but I felt like it was almost like climbing up the crest towards a new day. Kind of like this like recovery you know, walk. We know there's purpose in it. We know that this is great what's happening. We, we don't understand. And when we got to the crest of that thing is when Apostle Damon came and made this declaration. And I've said before, um, Miss Shirley, now that you're here and we're thankful you're feeling better and you're here with us. But... <clears throat> 
But I said one day that there was, there was something about the day that you got up. And I wasn't here. Eva spoke, but I came in and listened to her. And I had made it back to my car. And my brother-in-law, Derek, uh, texted me and said, Shirley's up here and she's talking about you. And though my doctor told me do not do any kind of activities, no running, no anything, I sprinted back to the ark because that's what, how much her word means to me. And it never occurred to me that publicly she hadn't, uh, she hadn't recognized me in this place um, because I always knew that she was with me. I always knew, Eva and I both felt, you know, she's with, she's with this move. She's with what Yahweh's doing. And she was there in the very beginning of everything. I sat with her in Apostle. And she was, when Eva and I shared what was on our heart, and she, the first words that came out of her mouth, whether she remembers this or not, was, let's do that. That's what she said to me. And, you know, and she said, let's do that. And I was like, so are we doing that? Or what's happening now? Um, and there was a long journey to the next point. But... But there was something in that, let's do that. Something that initially leapt, initially leapt in her spirit that said, let's do that. And so I've always known that from Miss Shirley, and I've been honored and humbled by it and, and just thankful that, uh, that she trusted Holy Spirit within us before there was any fruit and when it was kind of a sketchy, weird thing to do. Um, <clears throat> but... So I've always known that, but there was something about that day that stirred in her to get up there and make a declaration that I don't know if I've publicly said that, but Mark is the man to lead this, and Eva is the woman to lead this, and I am all in with what's going on here. There was some kind of physical, physical uh, thing passed That was almost just, uh, it was, it was we, we, we were okay with it just being understood. But there was a physical passing. And to me, I, I, told, I told everybody, you know, n- no one made this huge deal about it. And maybe it's just a personal thing. But there was something that happened in me that day and happened in Eva. And we've talked about it frequently since that was a phase one. There was almost like us coming up over this crest and being like, oh my gosh. And it made us so excited and stirred in our spirit for Apostle Damon to come, which I couldn't quite explain what was going on or why it was so important and why it was so exciting. Now, if you were there, you know, or if you've listened, you know that it was just, it was wild. But there was something about that that pulled us all into this phase two, I would say, that that there was a cresting of this thing, that there was a seeing of the light of a new day. <clears throat> and so, so he, he, the thing is, is that he announced it, but it's up to us how effective and transformative that word actually is, right? It, it's up to us of how we meditate in that, of how we steward that flame, right? Like, it, it, it's something that is, is a, is an absolute responsibility on our parts. And we can't, it can't just be because we have a good Sunday and we can't be, just be because, you know, we're dancing or whatever. It's gotta be, it's gotta be something that stokes your flame enough that says, man, I, I'm not going to walk out of here and be okay just being. I, I, there's something stirring in me that makes me say, I've got to go away. I've got to hear him call me away from where I'm at, I've been and do things differently. 
So that's why I said, like, I don't want to harp on this at all. Because if there's something I'm not doing, it's trying to push anybody out. I want everybody in. But I do, in this, I just feel this, this, this need as we move into this thing of saying to you, no, condemna- no condemnation in this. You walked up here, you stood with us, whatever. That was an invitation, and it was also an out. It's, it's not, there's not this condemning thing of like, well, I haven't really felt like I'm kind of been, I don't know if I'm supposed to be here. I mean, I, I like it. I trust Mark. He's a good guy. I like his family. This is a cool place. I've always been here. This is, this is you know, this, I feel like this is where else would I go? There, there has to be a convincing, a revealing of Holy Spirit in this day today because there's a hindrance that you bring if you're not fully convinced of home and I did not like I trust me when I said that I did not want there to be 50 people or 25 people or whatever else because there's some practical things there that you know are scary but I knew that if we were ever going to grow if, if Yahweh was ever going to add to this move and it was actually going to be something that was fruitful and multiplied in abundance of what Holy Spirit's doing, if we were ever going to be able to be free to be who we were called to be and I was ever going to be able to act in the spirit of Joseph and the spirit of Benjamin, if any of that stuff was ever going to be free to ex- be expressed, there has to be an announcement in a, in a, in a, in a in a statement made that says, look, this is who we are. This is where we're going. It's not because of where we've been. It's, this, is, this is absolutely not something that if you aren't here, we judge you in it. It's a problem. It's that when you get here, understand that you're going to be embraced as a brother and as a sister. And I don't want to ever walk a day asking if you're really my brother or my sister. And I've walked in those days, and that's not for today. This is a family this is a tribe, and I'm so excited to be here with you. So I felt the need in this day to just say that. Doesn't mean you have to be fully all there yet. Doesn't mean you have to be swirling and going crazy and doing all this, and my new name is whatever. And this doesn't have to be that. It just has to be a convincing in you that says, this is where I'm grounded. This is where I'm supposed to be. And if you're convinced, I'm convinced. All right, so... I'm going to read all of this just because I want to, like I say a lot. Um, But we'll see. We'll just see where we go. So Luke 15, this is out of the Passion Translation. Many dishonest tax collectors and other notorious sinners often gathered around to listen as Jesus taught the people. This raised concerns with the Jewish Jewish religious that's hard to say, Jewish religious leaders and experts of the law. Indignant, they grumbled and complained, saying, look how this man associates with all the notorious sinners and welcomes them all to come to him. In response, Yeshua gave them this illustration. So throughout me reading this, understand who he's talking to. He's giving these religious leaders who are offended of how Yeshua is associating with those that don't walk as them. He's giving them these illustrations. There once was a shepherd with a hundred lambs, but one of his lambs wandered away and was lost. So the shepherd left the 99 lambs out in the open field and searched in the wilderness for the one lost lamb. He didn't stop until he found it. With exuberant joy, 
he raised it up and placed it on his shoulders, carrying it back with cheerful delight. Returning home, he called all his friends and neighbors together and said, let's have a party. Come and celebrate, come and celebrate with me the return of my lost lamb. It wandered away, but I found it and brought it home. Home. Jesus continued, in the same way, there will be a glorious celebration in heaven over the rescue of one lost sinner who repents, comes back home, and returns to the fold. More so than for all the righteous people who never strayed away. Yeshua gave them another parable. There once was a woman who had ten valuable silver coins. When she lost one of them, she swept the entire house, diligently searching every corner of her house for that one lost coin. When she finally found it, she gathered all her friends and neighbors for a celebration, telling them, come and celebrate with me. I had lost my precious silver coin, but now I've found it. That's the way Yahweh responds every time one lost sinner repents and turns to him. He says to all his angels, let's have a joyous celebration. For the one was lost, I have found. For the one who was lost, I have found. Now, if you have the Passion Translation, this is where things get good. We know this next parable. We sang about it this morning. The prodigal son. But you know what that heading of that story in the Passion Translation is? The loving father. Careful to stay open to this because I'm not necessarily this morning talking about the lost sinner. I'm talking about the way that we view the lost sinner, the way we view ourselves, and who he actually is in their story and our story. The loving father. Then Yeshua said, once there was a father with two sons. The younger son came to his father and said, Father, don't you think it's time to give me the share of your estate that belongs to me? So the father went ahead and distributed among the two sons their inheritance. Shortly afterward, the younger son packed up all his belongings and traveled off to see the world. He journeyed to a far off land where he soon wasted all he was given in a binge of extravagant and reckless living. With everything spent and nothing left, he grew hungry, for there was a severe famine in the land. So he begged a farmer in that country to hire him. The farmer hired him and sent him out to feed the pigs. The son was famished. He was willing to even eat the slop given to the pigs because no one would feed him a thing. Humiliated, the son finally realized what he was doing, and he thought, there are many workers at my father's house who have all the food they want with plenty to spare. They lack nothing. Why am I here dying of hunger, feeding these pigs and eating their slop? I want to go back home to my father's house, and I'll say to him, Father, I was wrong. I have sinned against you. I'll never be worthy to be called your son. Please, Father, just treat me like one of your employees. So the young son set off for home. From a long distance away, his father saw him coming dressed as a beggar. (laughs) 
dressed as a beggar, and he in great compassion swelled up in his heart for his son who was returning home. So the father raced out to meet him. He swept him up in his arms, hugged him dearly, and kissed him over and over with tender love. Then the son said to the father, Father, I was wrong. I have sinned against you. I can never deserve to be called your son. Just let me be. And the father interrupted and said, Son, you're home. Son, you're home now. Turning to his servants, the father said, Quick, bring me, my, bring me the best robe. This is the best part to me. <laughs> bring me the best robe, my very own robe. I don't know if the other translations say it like that. Turning to his servant, the father said, Quick, bring me the best robe my very own robe, and I will place it on his shoulders. Bring me the ring, the seal of sonship, and I will put it on his finger. And bring out the best shoes you can find for my son. Let's prepare a great feast and celebrate. For this beloved son of mine, listen to this, for this beloved son of mine was once dead. Was that son ever dead? Never was he dead. But the father says, for this beloved son of mine was once dead, but now he's alive again. Once he was lost, but now he is found. And everyone celebrated with overflowing joy. The son was always his son. Lost does not mean that you never were. It means this is where you belong. And this son right now is searching for home. And he comes back in and his father says, for my beloved son was once dead, but now he's alive again. Once he was lost, but now he is found. And everyone celebrated with overflowing joy. Now the older son was out working in the field when his brother returned. And as he approached the house, he heard the music of celebration and dancing. So he called over one of the servants and asked, what's going on? The servant replied, it's your younger brother. He's returned home and your father is throwing a party to celebrate his homecoming. The servant replied, it's your brother, your younger brother. He's returned home and your father is throwing a party to celebrate his homecoming. The older son became angry and refused to go in and celebrate. So his father came out and pleaded with him, come and enjoy the feast with us. The son said, father, listen, how many years have I been working like a slave for you. Performing every duty you've asked as a faithful son. You see, he calls himself a faithful son. But really, he was right in the first place, which was slave. And I've never once disobeyed you. But you've never thrown a party for me because of my faithfulness. No, never, one, never once have you even given me a goat that I could feast on and celebrate with my friends like he's doing now. But look at this son of yours. He's, he comes back after wash, wasting your wealth on prostitutes and reckless living. And here you are throwing a great feast to celebrate for him. Listen to how this father responds. The father said, my son, you are always with me by my side. Everything I have is for you to enjoy. It's yours to enjoy. 
It's only right to celebrate like this and be overjoyed because this brother of yours was once dead and gone, but now he is alive and back with us again. He was lost, but now he's found. It's a great story. To me, this is changing the way I think about how I see anybody and everybody that I disagree with, that I do not know, and that I just see on a daily basis. It's not to say that they're lost. I don't know their story, but it's, it's, did I lose myself? Okay. It's living in awareness to who they are. Never was, did the father ever call them prodigal. That was a way that they lived and it wasn't their identity. It, it was never, it was never, their, his prodigal living, his, his reckless living never was his identifier in the father. The father had two sons. One was a prodigal son and one was a slave son. Neither one, as far as how they lived, was right. The father actually told the slave son, he said, look, everything that I have is available for you. Oftentimes in the kingdom, we're trying to make a way for ourselves to to feel the freedom, to feel like he's rejoicing over us, to feel like, man, this is a time and a, a, a of worship. This is this is something that he is the way maker. He can do all this. And this and the father is sitting there going, literally, son, everything I have, what you're doing, great, but that that has nothing to do with what I have available for you or your brother. And so, if I'm in the line at Publix. If there's somebody on TV that I absolutely can't stand, everybody, every single person is a son of the Father. And we, it's our responsibility to walk in such a degree of light and happiness and joy that we start to permeate him and over this entire county, over everywhere we go. We start to live in response and awareness to what, how he sees people, not how we see people. You see, you see the difference how, how we, we are in, in so many ways, I've, I've spoken this before, but in so many ways we are the faithful son, a lot of us. We've been here, we've done that, we've done a good work. And then he brings us in a new day and you say, well, my faithfulness, my faithfulness didn't get me here. My tithe and offering every single day, the way I was living, submitting to apostle, the things that I was doing all along ushers me into this day. No, it, it doesn't. Doesn't mean, doesn't mean it, that things are wrong and you weren't good in faithfulness. But Yahweh is welcoming. It's why I absolutely rejoice when Kimmy gets up here and starts to dance around. Wait, what is your new name? Grace gets up here and starts to dance around and start to usher in grace for all of us to dance around and starts to see a true identity. And guess what? I didn't know her three months ago. Well, wait, aren't you scared about what they might say? Depends on if they've walked in the fullness. And I've talked to her and seen the light. I love how Yahweh expresses himself to her. And we can be the careful, faithful people who says, hey, listen, look, I've been paying my tithes and I deserve a place to get up there and speak and I deserve to be able to, I don't need, I don't need this, this guy talking to me about this is, this is an opportunity to either stay or leave. I don't need you to say that. I don't need you to tell me to get up here and raise my hands. I don't need you to tell me to get up here and dance. And it's all of this stuff you understand is just a father offending you. You were faithful, you are faithful, but that's not permission for you to enter into a new day. Good. 
And so I, I, I have just started to become so much more aware of how people are seen. My brother Henry is very, is very he, he's talked a lot about this, about being in a, living in awareness of other people and that, that, that we were all created in his image, in his likeness. And just because someone's lost or not living the same way, the truth is we can be living for the kingdom, working for the kingdom and, and be on our way to heaven and glory and we could be saved and we can be absolutely miserable. And I think that it, it, a lot of people in this room can identify with that. I mean, I have lived a faithful life. I've been here. I have done that. I've been a part. I'm a faithful son and daughter. How could I feel like this? Remember the prophetic thought I had, I'd say. I, when all this thing broke, broke loose with Damon, I, I just... I, it was partially because of the Joseph revelation, but I, I, I genuinely felt like a, I set a coat of many colors on me. I felt like this house all of a sudden got placed. A lot of people have even thought about the tent as something placed over us. There's, there's something about, there's something I feel on my shoulders and wrapped around me today that I didn't feel yesterday. And, I, and, and it's been revealed to me as like a coat of many colors. But really the coat of many colors is just a, a father's coat of radiant light. It's favor put on my shoulders. It's a new identity of who I, deeper identity of who I already am. And you cannot manufacture that coat. I feel that strong, strong, strong. We cannot manufacture a coat. If you manufacture a coat to make it in this day, look, I'm, like I said, I'm okay with us not quite getting there yet and our endurance needing to be built up. And our, as long as we're living in this idea that everything is changing and I'm going to respond according to that, and it's going to cause me, if that literally means me standing in the back and kind of tapping my toe one time or raising my hands when I really usually would not raise my hands, it's going and saying, you know what, I, I don't get a pass. I don't get to create a coat and pretend that I'm in this new day. You can pretend all you want, but you will live in misery and you will constantly be asking the Father about your identity. You will constantly be presenting your case to the Father and saying, why would I be, why do I feel like this? I had this past week in, in prayer, um, I, I started this week, I, I, I just was, I was in prayer and I said, I said to Yahweh, because of all this stuff, I said, Yahweh, I want to dream like you dream. Like, give, I know we're supposed to dream, but I, I don't want to just dream about I said this before, but I don't want to just dream about the big house or the cars or, you know, my life being like this, whatever. Because within your dreams is prosperity and everything else. That's a mark of a, of a man who's just blessed and walks in that, in that faithfulness to the Father. But the, there's, I want to dream bigger. I, 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 want, I want to dream something that I couldn't ever think up. And, I, and so I started to just declare this over myself. I think this was a Tuesday. I was declaring this over myself. And I said, Yahweh, allow me to see things how you see things. Allow me to dream like you dream. Allow me to just, to just see this county how you see this county and, and everything. Let, let, me, let me dream like you dream. And it was a great, great prayer.
And then the next day, you know what? I came into my time of prayer and I could not stop dancing. And I could not stop twirling. And I was saying to the staff, make sure you do not come in here throughout this week. Because I didn't know what was happening. It was like, not like there was some crazy music. I just got in there and I just, something got in me. And I started to swirl and I started to twirl and I started to dance and I started to act ridiculous. And I just, I was laughing and it was like this weird thing that I haven't felt since I was a kid. And I started to just go crazy and it was, it was awesome. And I was like, what, what exactly is this? And so Friday I sit down with Yahweh and I, and I, and I'm, I'm back in, in prayer and I said, Yahweh, let me dream like you dream. And he said, what's your dream for your kids? I said, I dream that they're happy. I dream that they find home. I dream that they always know you as Abba. I dream that they find the one that they're supposed to marry. I, I dream that they are, are full of joy in life and never forget who they are. I feel like I, I dream that they just walk in the fullness of their identity. And he said, that's exactly how I dream about you. You coming in here swirling and full of joy and dancing and not having to figure out what big dream And what big vision you need to have for Bay County is exactly where I want you. That's exactly what I dream about. And man, it hit me so, so hard. There's two sons in the story. One is a prodigal son and one's a slave or a serving son. I can tell you that I'll never, ever identify my boys, my sons, based on their acts. I just say son. It's just son. This is my son. That's, that's got to stir you in here because look, he's looking at you and saying, this is my son. This is my daughter. Yeah, but I, I don't have, I don't do like Ben. All right? I'm not, you are my son and you are my daughter. And what I dream about at night, what I dream about throughout the day is you on fire and you full of joy. Could it be that that's what he dreams? He dreams about our happiness. That, that's too simple. No, no, he dreams. Like I don't dream, I promise you, I don't dream about Frank being a successful doctor or an amazing musician or, you know, a, a star soccer player or any of those kinds of things. That's not my dream. That's just not what's within me. And I think any parent can truly identify. It's not that you don't want these good things for them, but ultimately you want your kids to be happy. Ultimately, that's all you care about. You want their kids to be happy. You want their lives to be marked of, full of joy. My wife, I am, I'm constantly, uh, she, she almost gets irritated because one of the things I always do is I'm always checking up. I always say, what's wrong, babe? Are you okay? Everything good? You sure you're all right? And she's like, yeah, babe, I'm fine. But the reason I do that is because I recognize oneness. I recognize fullness. I recognize that I, my glory is her joy. And our, and, 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 and the father's glory is our joy. I want, if, if you see someone and their wife and their children are miserable, it's a reflection of, of, of the father. It's not someone you want to be around. And, and, and I, and I, and if there's ever, if there's ever anybody in your life that is, uh, 
I don't know that we have the demographic here to say this, so I'll say this to you and you can say it to other people, but if there's ever, or if you're listening, if you're in that place of life where you're trying to figure out, is this the one? If you are a girl, I want to tell you this. Never, ever be okay with a man who demands you run after him. Don't you dare make excuses. Don't you dare make excuses for him coming after you. Uh, Well, he's just not like that. He's not thoughtful. He's not a, you know what? Take all that and flush it down the toilet because it's false. If he truly loves you, if he's truly the one for you, he understands oneness and he understands that the only way he's going to be happy and the only way he's going to be full of glory is if you are happy and you're full of glory because you are becoming one. Stop hiding behind this idea, well, that times have changed and I'm just not like that. You know, we, you don't have to pay for my food. You don't have to open the door for me. I have to do all that kind of stuff. Things are different. Not if he's a man. And that might offend the liberal system today, but not if he's a man. There's a, there's a wild thing within a man that causes him to come to a place where he wants to provide. He wa- it doesn't mean that the woman doesn't. It just means that there has got to be a wild thing in the man that says, I want to make sure that you are covered, even if you can cover yourself, even if you make more than I make, I want to do whatever I can and I'll spend my last dime to make sure that you have everything you need. Whoo, that felt good. So why? Why is it important that you be happy, that you be full of joy, that it be that simple, that you walk in the fullness of joy of who Yahweh has called you to be, that you are fully alive? Why is that important? Matthew 5.14 tells us that we're called to be light to the world, like a city set on a hill that cannot be hidden, that our radiance glorifies him. How do I have light? What do, you, what do you mean by light? You know, am I supposed to be glowing? Am I supposed to get, you know, some of those little prison diamond things that everybody's all about and the crystals? And is that the light we're talking about? No. Go to John 1 and it tells you. In the beginning was the word. What was he? Light. And that light was what? Okay. Let's, I know y'all, we, we know this thing. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were created. Without him nothing was created. In him was light, life, and that life was the And he said, I have come that you might have life and life more abundantly. That's my baby girl crying. They're all lions. It's funny, uh, we, were at this, uh, we were at this restaurant the other night and, um, 
and Frank comes up, there's these kids around, and, and Frank goes up, and he's like, I'm Frank, and uh, this is my brother, Leo. Sometimes he likes to pretend he's a lion. <laughs> and that's how he introduces his brother. And then side note, super strange, has nothing to do with what I'm about to talk about. The weirdest thing happened. I'm sitting there. Eva's inside waiting. She's going to order and everything. And I'm outside. They have a playground at this restaurant. I'm sitting there watching Frank and Leo play. And here comes these two beautiful little girls, probably about three and four. And one of them has a hoodie on and this long, flowy hair coming out of the hoodie. And I'm, I'm not joking you. It was my son Leo's face on this little girl with long hair. It was the strangest thing. Like, I immediately was like, what in the world? Like, it was that weird. Because Leo, if you know him, he has pretty distinct expressions and, and, and features and things. He just has a look about him. And this girl had the exact same. I was like, I'm texting Eva, and I'm like, babe, this is going to sound weird, but there's a little girl out here that looks exactly like Leo. And she was like, well, take a picture. I was like, well, I don't want to go to jail, and I don't want to be weird, so I'm not going to do that. But just trust me, it's shocking. Of course, about three minutes later, here comes Eva and the baby. They come, she sits down and she says, that girl in the hoodie? I was like, yes. She was like, oh my God. And here comes a little girl running down come, to come talk to her. She's like, oh my, she runs like him too. I'm like, Eva, shh, be quiet. It's the weirdest, weirdest thing that has nothing to do with what I am talking about. So, us fully alive, me fully alive. What's he dream about? He dreams about me fully alive. He dreams about you fully alive. Why? Because that is the effectiveness of the kingdom. The kingdom is where? Within us, within you, within me. What is the kingdom? Not meat and drink. Righteousness, peace, joy, in the Holy Ghost. So understand that if you're feeling like, I'm not happy, I, don't, I deal with this depression, I, sometimes I get all worked up, I do all this kind of stuff, there's access, but not through your access, right? Like it's not production of your joy, it's not production of your righteousness. It's his righteousness. <clears throat> it's his righteousness, for he made him who knew no sin become sin, that I through him might become the righteousness. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, nor neither let it be afraid. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you, and that your joy may become full. So through Holy Spirit, these things we have access to. And we need to not forget some things that we try to manage. I don't feel it today. I don't feel the joy. I don't feel that expression like I need to feel. You understand that you have everything you need available in the kingdom. 
Everything, joy, peace, happiness, righteousness, all of that is his. And he has freely given us this robe. And we have got to respond and walk as light, which is life. The only way you're going to be effective is not because you can get in someone's face and shackalack and, and, and read scriptures to them and just have this holy moment where you just prophesy everything. Those times might come, but you know what's going to be really, really effective? Is you happy. Is you radiating light. It is a mark of the kingdom, son and daughter. And I don't want to get too simple on you, but yet I want to get really simple on you and understand that if you aren't happy, you're not in the fullness. I don't care how much kingdom, I don't care how much you've read your Bible, I don't care how much prayer, I don't care how many services you've come to. You are not walking as an effective son and daughter. I'm not happy. I'm not full of joy. That's a cop-out for you to start to create your own robe. It's his robe. It's his righteousness. It's his joy. And it's available through Holy Ghost. And so if you are not feeling it, you need to, in this day, in this time, you have got to come to a place where this day is just unto a, a fanning of the flame that's already within you. There's God, we, he wants the burning ones. He wants us to burn with a flame that, we've, that, that maybe one day we had. Get it again. And it might require you to act a little strange and dance a little weird and prophesy to somebody in the parking lot of Publix that you didn't think you need or pay for the meal that you're sitting next to somebody because Yahweh said, hey, listen to me. I know this seems weird. You see that family right there? That's my son. That's your brother, and that's my daughter. You see this person right here? I, I, they're walking through something. I need you to be life. I'm light within you. You be, let that life just start to flow out of you. And so don't approach people. Don't approach this day. Don't allow yourself to step out and say, I'm just not feeling it today. I'm having a bad day. I don't feel good. Get yourself in a place and start to build yourself up in your holy faith through the praying of tongues, through getting in with Yahweh in a secret place and not allowing yourself to live inconsistently back and forth, coming in here and let me light your flame. I feel it again. Now I'm good. I'm good. I'm great. I'm great. I'm going to go home Monday and I got to go to work and I got to go back to this thing. If you start to feel that, make yourself do something different. Get up in the morning and declare to yourself that today is a new day. And Yahweh, let me come. If I sit here for three minutes, if I sit here for 45 seconds, if I sit here for three hours, I'm going to call, I'm going to heed the voice of you calling me away. I'm going to heed your voice because that is exactly how Yeshua walked. And that's exactly what you're going to start to hear these days. In the midst of when it, I'm going to tell you this, it's going to feel irresponsible. In the midst of you in the, the most work, in the most stress, in the biggest difficulty, in the, in the time that it seems impossible, there's going to be, for those that will listen, a voice that says, And there's an opportunity that's presented to say, hey, guys, I know this seems really bad and seems bad timing. I got you. I, I, I need to just get away. 
And he's going to call you away. And you're going to sit in the presence and he's going to remind you who you are and what's within you and that the kingdom was, is within you and it's meant to come out of you. It's meant to permeate the people that you walk around to, to touch people's lives, to touch this county. It makes you come to a place where you do start to look at a clump of trees and you say, I'm going to drive by every single day. That's my clump of trees. I'm going to pick the ugliest ones. And no one else is going to recognize this, but day after day, as I come by, I'm going to start to speak to those trees as a son. And all of a sudden, I'm going to come and have a testimony one day of, hey, you remember those trees over there off of Harrison or wherever? Go look at them today. Oh, they look good, don't they? Yeah, they didn't. They didn't before the sun started to speak to them. But that regeneration is never going to be available outside of this first being to begin to regenerate. Like trees need to start to come alive within you. You have to start to be alive and fully alive for those trees to become alive and fully alive. He knows that if you're ever going to be effective in this land, if you're ever going to be effective in this county, if you're ever going to be anything for the kingdom, you have got to be happy. You have got to be full of joy. It's why Apostle Damon said to me, don't get him in an office and make him be caged up for 40 hours a week because you think he should. Let him go walk on the beach and dream. What he didn't know is, yeah, the beach is a great place to walk and dream but my wife and I used to always from the day I met her we'd go walk on the beach and hold hands and as soon as we started we started to speak about dreams we started to dream together never did we have we ever just had a normal conversation walking on the beach we dreamed get away I know you have responsibilities I told you it's going to feel irresponsible You're going to have a choice, but he covers all that stuff because it's not your robe, it's his robe. We have to act according to the new day in a new way. Amen. Amen. So it's important that we found a certain place. It's important that we made the declaration of the tribe because ultimately it's a, it's a declaration that I'm home. And when you're home, that's where the sun comes alive. If you're searching, if you're trying to find a place, it's why if you aren't here, find home because a son can be a son and be lost. You can be a son and a daughter and you can be working and you can be spiritual. I've heard, you know how many people I've talked to over the past couple of years and whenever they have an issue, they just say, you know, I, I've, I've walked and I've felt, you know, in the place I'm at, I've just felt spiritually dead. They're alive, but they're dead. And that's in this story what the father's saying is, my son once was dead, but now he's alive. He was never dead naturally, but we can walk in the cage of death and still be alive. What he is desiring for us in this day is a man, a woman, fully alive. It's a testimony of the glory and the joy and the righteousness of the king. That's what he dreams about. And so I I just encourage us this morning, encourage myself, don't try to get away and try to dream some big dream. If you want to dream like the father dreams, you start to allow yourself to walk in the most ridiculous kind of joy. You start to be a light to people in darkness. Radiate him. 
you will always be hidden in something. You'll always be walking in something. And out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. And everything that you do flows from your heart. So if you are walking in a place of anxiety and fear, it's not that, it's, that we don't all come to that. It's, it's the decision to say, that ain't my robe. That's not my identity. And I might have been an anxious person. Don't call yourself an anxious person. And I might be a worrier. Do not call yourself a worrier. Those are acts and attributes, but it ain't who you are. It's not your identity. It's son. It's daughter. And you are clothed and robed in a robe of righteousness that has many colors. And you're meant to show this to everyone around you. Amen. Thank you for listening. For more information on The Rock of Bay County, please go to therockofbc.org.